What is up, everybody? Welcome back to a brand new episode of the Hate Watch Party, and we've got Brian coming live at you from the ring. <laughs> yeah, I, seriously, what like what is happening with my lighting? I can't. I, there's nothing I could do to make it better. It literally looks like reality is collapsing around me, and at any point in time, like I'm in like Stranger Things right now. There's gonna be a bunch of fucking kids coming at me, listening to Kate Bush songs. It's gonna be. A, Awful well, and awesome at the same time. When I see a person that looks like they're walking out of like an 80s RCA television, I think that guy knows some shit and that makes me want to listen. Well, did you ever see that crazy ass movie uh, Naked Lunch? Mm, I don't think so. No. Okay. So this movie is not a William Burroughs book. I, I think it actually is. But the movie they made. The adaptation, bizarre book, bizarre. By the way, movie. I said that like I know who William Burroughs is, <laughs> and I and I went along with it as if I knew who William Burroughs is. But we make a good improv team. We both can come off like smart. If I don't keep that, like retracting what I said, we can just both come off as intelligent human beings. So let's go. Let's go with that. I like it. So anyway, William Burroughs was born in uh, Eastern Virginia. No, but seriously. This fucking movie was insane. And who's the guy that got canceled because he was a big uh, right winger who was in, uh, who's in like Hercules as the voice. Uh, oh James yeah. Con, uh, James, somebody, he was like a huge actor. He was in everything. Okay. And he got canceled. Why? Just for being conservative. Yeah, more, pretty much. I mean, like he was, I just, I can't think of his fucking name. Well, anyway, welcome to the, uh, the podcast where we can't remember people's names. Uh, I, as I told Robbie before we started, ha I am not feeling great. I was up late last night. Because you don't I'm like your kids. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're allergic my kids, to, it, to a lifestyle I'm allergic of being to an my adult. Children. Yeah. yeah. My kids, you know what they're not allergic to? Slaps about the face and body. Wait, your kids have been slapping you or you've been slapping them? Well, no, the joke was that I was slapping them. But. Oh, okay. I was lost in it. Anyways, welcome to the podcast, everybody. It's a pleasure to have you with us. We're going to be closing out the Hillary Clinton show by watching almost none of it because it's unwatchable. That's what we've determined. And it didn't get any better. It's not like they found the rhythm. It's not like the first season of Seinfeld where they just had to put out more of them and they would figure it out. Uh, and before we get into it, I do want to plug. I'm going to be in Narlands this Friday night. So come come hang out. Have you ever been to Narlands? No, you know what? I thought you were gonna say you were gonna be in a narwhal, like just fucking a narwhal, and I was like, "That's awesome!" What is that? I don't even know what a narwhal is. A narwhal? Oh, the narwhal's like it's like a the unicorn of the ocean. It's like a, Ooh, a dolphin I fuck unicorn. A unicorn. Are they hot? Yeah. Well, I mean, it depends on what you're into, but I would say yeah. I think if what you meet a mythical creature, it's it not bestiality to have sex with it. I would agree completely. I mean, think of how many mythical creatures out there. Could you fuck that? Like I mean, you can't well, fuck a horse, but if it's like a unicorn and it's actually got like purpley hair and the whole thing and it's all majestic and white and yeah. it flows with sparkles and it vaginas talk to you and glow and it's got like pixie dust all around and it smells like raspberries. Yeah, that's like not okay to have pony. sex with that. Yeah, that's what no. I'm talking about. And they but talk. Like, they they yeah. can invite you. Look, if it talks, you can fuck it and it's not bestiality. That's just a law. Like but Mr. How Red. Do you, how do you separate being on hallucinogenics and then finding out it was a horse? Uh, I think, I don't know. Legally in court, can you bring that up as a defense? Your that, honor, I was on hallucinogenics and I did think the horse was a uh, centaur. When I, I thought it. it was a pony and I thought it was asking for it. 
And you can't well, prove that it didn't like it. So I rest my case. <laughs> are, are ponies ever not asking for it? Let's be honest. They're so saucy and little. By the way, I, I got to be funny. It, if you're not watching this stream, Robbie's wearing the fucking Cosbyest Cosby sweater I've ever seen in my life. Are you bringing it back? Did you lose a bet? What? How did this sweater come to be? I'm trying to soften my look a little bit. You know, everyone keeps telling me I look so racisty, so I'm going old man. I'm just going to jump a level into retirement and reads books. No, I don't know. I just pulled this out of my closet today. It was hanging on a thing. And I was wearing an undershirt. I had to go somewhere. I was like, fuck it. I'll just throw a sweater on. It's a nice Argyle sweater. Who wears Argyle sweaters still? I Well, I mean, Bill Cosby. So, I mean, you got that going for you that you, you have that association. And I you think know, rape, rape turns women on. Maybe if you wear Cosby sweaters and they still go out on the date with you, that's them asking for you to drug them. Maybe like it was complicit. Maybe that could make an argument in court. See, you're more sly about it than I am. I just show up in a full rapist mask and I bring okay. a rape whistle and I'm like, this is for you later. But by right. the way, my basement is soundproof, so no one will hear you. Oh, so you got to use it before the basement. But you let them know that up front. As long as you're up yeah, front yeah. about these kinds of things. I tell them you, you can go about four steps down until the whistle. You, you can't hear it. So I was like, if you're going to blow the whistle, four steps, that's what you got. And I count with them. We kind of skip down. It's like, it's a game. It's fun. So you said you've never been to New Orleans. Oh, no, no, I have. I have once been to Narlins and a uh, quick, funny story. Sure. Bought a oyster po' boy, right? Because oysters are big there. Po' boys okay. are big there. Delicious, right? Buy the sandwich. I'm all hammered. It's a buddy's bachelor party. I eat half the sandwich. I go in my hotel room. I put the other half of the sandwich, again, oysters on the bed. And then I didn't realize yeah, that's not a two later food. Well, where were you then, Robbie? Where were you then? <laughs> Because I go to the pool for four hours, I'm drinking. I come back to my room and I'm like, I got to nosh this oyster sandwich. So I do. <laughs> we go out later and yeah. uh, go to you know, go to a bar, restaurant. And we're walking to go to like the jazz quarter. It's like a, a mile and a half walk. And as we go, I'm like, yeah, mm, I'm not feeling good. This isn't great. And I'm looking around. I'm trying to figure out like, where can I shit, right? I mean, and it's in the French quarter. We're walking. That's how I spend my whole life, by the way. <laughs> you and me both. <laughs> So eventually my friend's going to some bar and I'm like, I, I, it's too crowded. I can't shit here. I got someone left their tuba. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> like, Hey, it's Mardi Gras again, guys. This is, these are the thickest. Line. So I find a bar, no line, go in, just walk past every, like I have like blinders on, right? I'm sweating bullets. I just am holding in my guts. I beeline it to the bathroom. There's no toilet seat. There's no door. By the way, on the bathroom, there's no toilet seat on the toilet. I just blow it up with disgusting oyster dump. Of course, the toilet doesn't flush. So I'm like, I got to get the fuck out of here ASAP. Walk out. And I realize as I walk out that a bunch of like ladies are staring at me. Not like sexy staring. Not even like you took a dump staring, but they're kind of butch and they're staring me down. And I'm like, yeah, that's weird. Then I come out to the main bar, which I didn't realize at the time because I had shit goggles on. And uh, and I realized that uh, now there's everybody's staring at me, and it is a uh, a cross dressing gay bar, and someone's about to go on stage. So as a good person, I bought a beer, I watched the show, and then I left without telling them that I clogged their toilet with oyster dump. Yeah, well, that's all you can do at that point. I, and also, I you would it, think that gay people would have better bathrooms, don't they? Want to clean out their their bowels before they're fucking in it. I think literally the intent of the bathroom being so horrible was they're like, this is only for fucking. 
This is a blowjobs and fucking here's, only bathroom. No dumps where, allowed. Here's where uh, I'm going to say bar bathrooms almost mess up with their... Uh, because that is a typical dive bar that it will have a toilet. You're anticlimactic, William. Sorry. <laughs> that it has uh, a toilet, but not one that anyone should be using. The problem right. is the only time that it ever will be used is in an emergency case scenario. So you might as well just have a better dumper that people can use because the worst case dumpage is going to be deposited there anyways. So yeah. either just don't have it whatsoever or just make it a little bit more friendly so that, you know, you're casual. I've got jokes in my act about IBS. This aspect of it, I never worked out. Like I've never figured out this piece of the joke, but like, honestly, like I feel like the economy would be better if there were more clay, like, cause then like I'm only 34 and I'm nervous about bathrooms. Think about how many 50 year olds don't leave their fucking house and they got money. I, That's where the money's at. I agree. I have this idea and Charmin stole my idea. Okay. But it was called, pla- I was going to start a website called placesipooed.com, Not bad. which is just a bathroom review. And you, it told you where bathrooms are like the cleanest, nicest shitters. And right. Charmin actually did it, made it to an app. But how is it a real idea? app? It, it is. That, well, it's oh. not called placesipooed.com. There is an app, though. But how about this thing, right? Uh, the okay. greatest bathroom, they exist, like you said, in the worst places. And I've taken uh, like 17 dumps in strip clubs. For some reason, go to a strip club. And, uh, and I'm like, I have do not have friendly bathrooms. No. Oh, terrible. Intentionally. Intentionally. So what if they have like, you know, like a fire alarm or like a fire exit door? Like they have a shitter. Right. But if you use it, the alarm goes off. It's the nicest shitter, but everybody knows you took a shit. That's the trade off. Everybody knows you're like scarlet letter. Like, it, it, you know, it's like when you rob a bank and the uh, they've got the money packets that explode with ink. Right. <laughs> it's like that. But when you go in to take a shit, the toilet paper explodes with ink. Okay. So everybody knows you, that you took a, a shit. You took a deuce. That's a trade off. And what does that accomplish? Well, I'm just saying that everybody knows you took a deuce, but you got a nice, clean, fresh bathroom. Now, what and if they know you just people what are going to use just, that bathroom? What if you just came your pants and you're trying to clean it out because your friends aren't ready to leave yet? Well, I usually come a fairly bright blue anyway. So oh, okay. It's the same so as it's going to be the same color. Right. Yeah. So anyways, I'm very excited for New Orleans. I've never been there. I'm a big fan of like that brass sound. I'm excited to just catch some tunes. I've heard, though, that it's a uh, kind of a scary city for wandering around. I've heard that it's actually so crime ridden that it feels uncomfortable. Is that factually accurate, Mr. Brian? I would say, I mean, if you're on the the main drag, you're pretty much safe. It, you're you're surrounded by so many drunks anyway. Like right. here's the thing: I don't I don't think you're gonna get so sloppy drunk that you're the easiest mark. That's right. your security blanket, right? If you're the second sloppiest drunk, you're safe. Oh, it's like being on the road and speeding. My dad yeah, told exactly. me that lesson, which is a great lesson. Sometimes, like your road rage and doodliness, like you just want to be the fastest person on the road. But if you can just learn to be the second fastest person on the road, the other guy's going to get the ticket. So you right. don't have to exactly. be all like, ah, oh, he's going faster than me. You're like, great, that guy's going 90. Now I can comfortably do my 85. So That's you just got to make sure not to be the most hammered. I like that. Yep. Um, are you a are you a jam band guy at all? I think jam bands are probably the second worst thing in the world after government. Okay. Have you ever actually like gone to a good jam band concert live? I think that is a, like many things like military, military intelligence. I don't think that that's a thing that exists. I don't think you can go to a good jam band show. 
Okay, I'll have to take you out sometime. I mean, I, I know that you like your 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 gay David Bowie music, so like better tunes, they might not even uh, be processed. But I do think uh, jam bands are something to be experienced uh, live. I would and, love to go with yes. you. I would just love to hang out. I mean, every time we hang out, we have a great time. So I would go with you just to hang out and just do a bunch of shrooms or something like that. All right. Well, I discovered because I, I for uh, I, I was very proud of myself because last couple concerts I went to, I, I went stone cold sober. And I was like, this is great. Like, I can just go for like an hour, hour and a half, just chew on some nicotine, have an energy drink, come home, get some work done. I was like, this is great. But then this past Saturday, a friend of mine actually like had a room at the casino. So I was able to just get fucking hammered and and we were doing dabs in the parking lot, which is a different operation because I'm not even much of a pot smoker. (laughs) Dude, parking lot dabs, parking lot dabs are great because it's like instantly like at the peak of an edible. And then I actually stayed for the whole concert. I was like, yeah, being sober sucks. I was like, I lied to myself. All those shows yeah. that I was at, I left early because I didn't want to be there because I was sober. And like, I got to, yeah, I, I guess I got to practice driving drunk a little more often. So I'm just more comfortable with it. Maybe that's the solution. Or get a really cheap Uber. But did you ever see that uh, uh, Legion of Skanks, speaking of dabs, where Big J Okerson took a dab and literally... Oh, and he just whited out. He whited he out. He just whited out passed out. Right, yeah. Just right but on the right, table. But dude, he came right back and no one made a stink <laughs> out of it. They were fucking troopers about it. They were just like, oh, he, he's back. <laughs> that, was, that was incredible. That was one of those incredible things I've like, ever seen. That was like out life. of that Chris Farley sketch with the ah, heart attack, heart attack. He's just having right. a heart attack. They were like, yeah, he just blacked <laughs> out. He's fine. No, nothing, <laughs> nothing to see or worry about here. Jay's a beacon of health. No one should be concerned about the fact that his eyes just rolled to the back of his head. Yeah, no, I mean, <laughs> he'll do okay. But it's like, you know, it's funny, like the sober thing. I would usually do a few weeks of sober. Or usually I do a sober January if the Eagles aren't good, right? Because they have okay. like the after New Year's. And you get to that point where you're like, yeah, I, you know, I feel great. I, I'd be fine not drinking. And then uh, you have like two drinks and you're like, this is so much better. Oh this yeah, so much more fun. Sort of like, and I and I hate concerts too. I mean, it's not just I hate you. I hate going to live music. I think it sucks. Uh, you go there, it's a bunch of assholes. You wait in lines. You have to wait in line for piss. You wait in line for beer. It's expensive. I hate it. I hate, I hate getting I, out of the fucking parking lot. I hate everything about it. I love live music, but all of all the variables you're mentioning, yes, are anxiety inducing. The one thing that I like about my musical choices is that sometimes they are stranger. And so I'm able to actually catch bands I like in smaller venues that don't have yeah. all that chaos. And sometimes, yeah, that's true. And sometimes like you find like a local funk band tickets, like 15 bucks and the place is mostly empty. Like then I just love that. But you're right. Like, do you go to like see this? Like if someone gave me ticket, like I would go see the stones tomorrow if they were playing at Madison Square Garden. Fuck. Yeah, I would go. But it would be a bug out. You're like, ah, shit. The getting there. There's a lot of elements yeah. that you got to weather. Yeah, I mean, my buddy gave me so much shit. We went and saw Toto and uh, shit. Who's the chick that uh, sings that song? We belong in the dark. We belong in the dark. It's like, like I like, like I said, you you enjoy gay music, so I, I'm not well, familiar with it. She, she's, I didn't do it justice. She she's a huge star, uh, Pat Benatar. Okay, <laughs> Benatar. So he's like Toto and Pat Benatar, and I'm like, all right, I'll go see that because I'll go see cheesy '80s shit. I enjoy. All right. That. And we're there at the show and I drove and I was so hungover because I just flew back from Vegas that day. And I'm sitting at the concert and it was like miserable. And they hadn't played Africa yet, right? The one song Toto's known for, the biggest song. And I'm like, I know these fucking cocksuckers are going to save this for last. So I'm like, we're leaving. We're going to beat traffic. 
I don't want to get stuck. Let's go. And my friend resents me forever. He'll never yeah, let me live down. For the rest I of love his leaving life. early. Dude, leaving early is a pro, pro move. Yeah. Yeah. In concerts, in the bedroom, come and go. Let's go. Blast Absolutely. it. Peace. And get the fuck out of there. I came when I was here, I, what, what I needed to do. All right, let's get into some uh, news topics. So off the bat, obviously, everyone's already heard everything that needs to be heard about the midterms. Uh, but you had a hot take, which is that it was surprising. I'll let, I'll let you say you, you had a takeaway from I, the people being elected. Yeah, I just I, I think this is the first time, right? Because in the past, elections happen and, you know, they tell like politicians, it's like, oh, who you want to go to the bar with? Maybe who you want to have sex with? Not this election. Not this time, buddy, except Stacey Abrams lost. Nobody wants to fuck or be around Stacey Abrams. But the ugliest people won. All the uglies. I mean, John Fetterman. I feel right now, like I said, I'm hungover. I feel like the fucking goiter on John Fetterman's neck right now. <laughs> that fucker is a senator. <laughs> Can you imagine? By the way, it's going to be great when they swear yeah. him in and his his neck goiter just bursts in the middle of swearing, and I hope to God it happens. I just want to see it one time. But the ugliest people won. I don't get it. Carrie Lake's probably going to lose. She's hot. She's going to lose to some fucking nerdy, nerdy bitch. What the fuck's happening? If we can't trust people voting on who they want to bang in this world, what can we trust? That's the new cool is being uh, ugly. Like, yeah. I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm taking this from tomorrow's show, so everyone's going to have to hear this again. Uh, but I... I noticed one time when we were watching Brennan talk on CNN and I thought there was something interesting about, uh, you know, the, the guy used to run the CIA and he was oh, the yeah, whole yeah. time. All right. So I thought it was interesting because I was like, this is a very villainous person, but I've never really seen a villain in a movie that talked or looked like him. And then I realized, well, it's because they're making the movies. So obviously the way that they behave is not the way that they would portray villains. And then I'm looking at this FTX kid. Right. Who looks like a big old sweet goofball. And by the way, him and his fucking girlfriend, could they look any more Jewy? Can we get yeah. like less Jewy looking Jews pulling these financial hey, schemes? Hey, Kyrie, pull it in. Yeah. Pull it in weeks, there. Two weeks after Kanye and Kyrie are running their mouths about the Jews. We got to have some financial scandals. With I, didn't some. See, I didn't see SNL last night. Did you watch it? I watched that chunk. It wasn't it wasn't bad. I mean, but then again, no, I was I've been crazy. I've been, I've been defending Kanye and Kyrie, so my my judgment of of what's bad is uh is I guess relative. Um, and also he he, he had this line which was uh, if there's one thing I've learned from being in Hollywood, it's just you don't want to use the words uh the Jews together. And I'm like <laughs> I got like nine punchlines that uses that, but you know. Anyways, what was I trying to talk about? Oh yeah, oh, the, 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 FTX, the, F the FTX kid. Yeah, yeah, the FTX kid. Um, that that's that's the modern day villain. It's this uh, kid pretending like he doesn't care about looks or the money he has, and he just wants to give it all away. And he's just some big old genius goofball. I mean, I got th this is the media landscape that we live in now. Every single news story is going to be like the Nancy Pelosi, Paul Pelosi thing, where you get a headline of house broken into, and just intuitively you're like, that doesn't really make sense that he wouldn't have security. And then they almost read the news. And then they keep coming back and filling in their backstory of like, yeah, the cameras weren't being monitored because Nancy wasn't there. It's like they almost can't pre-write the story because they don't know what we're going to ask. So they almost monitor the news for a couple of days and drip the information. And then we just move on from it. 
But like, we just understand that that doesn't make sense. Same way Epstein got, didn't hang himself, but we've just moved on from it. Right. Oh, the, the security guards were asleep and they got reprimanded. Uh, it doesn't make sense, but we just move on from it. I feel Dude, like that's th- a really interesting point. Sorry to interrupt you, but that, yeah. that's really interesting. I haven't thought about that. How the news does react in real time now because they have instantaneous feedback from social media, right? So they can literally custom tailor their counter narrative to push this this bullshit. No, they test the storylines. They, the they, they don't have. I noticed this with the uh, um, with the Donald Trump story is that they kind of float. And they wait for the market. I uh, the way I yeah, envisioned yeah. it, it's like uh, the way that you used to have like televisions, and one person would have to like stand up there and go like, "Hey, how's this working? Am I getting yeah, the picture?" The old, the old antenna. Yeah, the, I feel the like that's what they do. Is that they kind of um, they give you these maybe storylines to then go, "What are people buying?" And then they'll start working with that because they they can't they almost can't predict the market of what will accept. Um, but going back to the FTX thing. So fine, we've got this kid, essentially cryptos, this new unregulated landscapes are able to engage in fractional reserve banking. Uh, you know, he's uh, he, he's he's floating his coin that it's a value. And basically, he's it's just let's keep it simple. It's fractional reserve banking. People exactly. are depositing their money and he's taking that money out and he's going to spend it at his hedge fund. Enough people did a run on it and it wasn't worth anything because it's not backed by the Fed. Um yeah. Exactly. No, you nailed it. Yeah. And, and started up. I I tweeted that exact same thing, and I was like, FTX is bankrupt. I was like, every bank you know of is more bankrupt than FTX because they're all again fractional reserve banking. The, the fucking the amount, the trillions of dollars. Like people think of the debt, and they don't understand the amount of debt that we gave to the fucking banks is then exponentially lent out because they only have to keep what one percent in the fucking bank like it's ungoddamn believable and people are like crypto is a joke it's like right. it's all a joke it's all a joke you fucking assholes it's all a joke in the way that uh other things would unravel at significantly larger scale like even what happened in uh england a week ago anyways but staying on point with the ftx thing so fine we we got this kid robbie and- really wants to finish this point and i'm excited to hear where he's going because he is i've never seen a man this dedicated <laughs> uh to a single point uh so we've got we've got this ftx kid which by the way steven the wonder boy non-scientist will be on the show tomorrow breaking this down but oh so i love that guy oh he's the best um so we've got fractional reserve bank and it goes down and then fine we'll probably figure out over time how much of a scumbag this guy was or wasn't but there's so many interesting storylines that the media has not touched upon in any capacity. Uh, the first one being that he's, it looked like he was positioning himself to be the favored crypto platform that was going to regulate the other ones away. And he would have got, you know, he would have been able to engage in fractional reserve banking. He was spending $40 million with the Democrats. He was working with Gensler. He's pushing for regulation of all the other platforms. And it's like, it, it could be that if, uh, the the guys at Binance didn't basically fuck him over in a strategic move that made sense. He might have, in two years from now, actually have taken over all their businesses through regulatory capture. Mm-hmm. So that's one element. Then you got the next element of was their money actually being laundered through them? That essentially, w- we've been looking at this uh, Ukrainian war and just going, all right, they're clearly trying to run themselves money. But was this the way that they were doing it? Were they actually basically a lot of the crypto was going into FTX and then just being filtered back to Dems like well, straight up? For a fact, we know it was because he had there's all these tweets like of him saying, literally, I am raising money for the Ukraine. He had like ties in. Did you see this shit? Like he had no, ties but the Ukrainians directly. apparently were investing 
uh, or putting money into the platform, which is like, so then how much money were we sending to them in military aid that they were basically just laundering by putting it into the platform? And then this kid's making deposits to whoever. But then it goes it goes a little bit deeper that his parents are also um, both lawyers and working at Stanford. Like I just, I, I'm. It's getting to a point. I had Monica Perez on the show a little while back, who's brilliant, and she was talking about manufactured people, and that a lot of these CEOs, they're not just like kids that came out of nowhere. They're basically handpicked to be. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, I look at this kid, and I'm like, that's what this fucker looks like. It looks like two smart parents working at Stanford. CIA wants this platform. This is going to be their way of laundering the money. And they put him forward. And this is just like, because this is not what we're trained to look for as being evil. Like what we're more trained for is if you have someone who looks like an alpha male, people are like, oh, fuck that guy. That guy's profiteering. But you get some kid who looks like one of these fucking Twitter dweebs. And he's talking about, hey, I just want to give all my money away from charity. People just buy it. Counterpoint, Gavin Newsom got reelected in California. Biggest alpha male looking douchebag in the world. That's true. But, he, but looks like, I, he looks like the villain in a Richie Rich like comic book. Like whoever kid that Richie would be percent. like sparring with. Yeah. Like if you swapped him out for uh, Severus Snape, what's his name? Uh, yeah, he's that character in any movie. He, it, it he's the rich yeah. kid character. He, yes. You could you could literally uh he's the guy falling off of the fucking Nakatomi Tower at the end of the of Die Hard. Like he's that fucking douche. Right. But I but I do like that theory, and I and I think you're hundred percent right. I mean, you look at like the World Economic Forum and like these like future leaders, like all these fuckers are groomed. All these people, their kids are groomed, they go to the same schools, they all get in, they all go to the same schools, they all go to the same programs. It's a hundred percent elites putting elites in definitive positions to succeed. And then you also wonder, like, you know, we believe in the free market, but the amount of influence these people have to, like, allow, again, regulatory matters, backing from friends and family to start up businesses is so massive in these networks that, yeah, I'm sure it's all coordinated. All right. So let's get into uh, that was the first one. Rickman. Yeah. Next one you had was we've got this video. Uh, let me pull this up. Oh, wait, if I do it as a tab, here we go. Then I think the sound is easier. All right, let's give this a watch. This is for you. Oh, Sean. Yes. <laughs> no, please. That is yours. No, I, I feel terrible. Outside. I just, it's just a symbolic, silly thing. Yes, but, but I, if but I know, but if I know this is here with you. Then I'll then I'll feel better because he recognizes he's actually the better actor. He's like, "Are you kidding me? You're doing a better job of Israel of getting American money for foreign support that you don't need, so you can filter it back to the Bidens." Like, uh, come on, I barely work for the CIA. I just come over here for some uh, some some camera opportunities, dude. Getting someone else's Oscars, fucking wait, like, why? What do I need it for? Like, what's it worth to me? It's like it's worth something because you fucking earned it, right? If you know, this would mean a lot more if Zelensky hadn't already gotten billions and billions of our dollars where he could like turn around, put it on eBay. Thank you, right. Sheldon Penn. And then he just sells it for like five grand. He's like, this will buy 70,000 bullets. He's, it's like, it's so cringe. And, and like, honestly, isn't it awkward for Zelensky? It seems like, like it. Can, do we have a, do we have another angle where you can see Zelensky's face where he, I mean, if somebody gives you an Oscar, hey, I feel safer giving this to you. Uh, Thank you. What the fuck am I going to do with this? 
fuck my wife in front of like a, a downed airplane with like, what the hell am I going to do with this fucking Oscar? Right. Do you want it back after we win? Win, quote unquote. Do you want it back? I mean, wh- it's bizarre. And it's it's such a fucking cheesy gesture, too. All right, Thanks, here, Sean let's time. watch. Okay. Better and stronger for the fight. So great, great but until we win. When you, when you win, bring it back to Malibu. Right. Yes. Right. Okay. Because I'll feel okay. much better knowing there's a piece of me here. We have to win. It's just this, Sean Penn's douchebaggery. I'll feel better knowing that there's a piece of me here. You're not that important. Like, what yeah. do you think that the strength of the Ukrainian people were feeling like, <laughs> oh, we're losing this war, but then it makes the newspaper tomorrow that Sean, Sean Penn's Oscar is there. And now they're like, with the strength of this golden piece of fucking metal, we now have the power to go defeat Putin. <laughs> We were going to give up, but now with Sean Penn's Oscar, it's going to be like, dude, you watch uh, Game of Thrones? No. Okay. Well, there's this thing called the Iron Throne. It's made of all the swords. Yeah. And, like, um, I, okay. Yes. I just imagine that in Ukraine, but it's it's fucking half melted Oscars into a throne. Of, yes. Of, like, oh, of like Hollywood celebrities. Yeah. Yeah. Bullshit. All these celebrities. By the way, this is uh me. What you're watching in this Sean Penn video is me drunk on Fourth of July. This exact scene happened, except it was me drunk walking home with a plate of cheesecake into a bar, okay. forcing it on people right. in the bar, and then making a guy take my hat home because I thought he looked better in it than me. This is the exact same right. scenario. Just being like, no, you got to have this cheesecake. No, that's I, such, what you say. It will make, make me feel better knowing that you have this thing because that's how important this thing is that i had to fly to the other side of the world and hand it to you as if it's going to help you guys win this war that we forced you into and right. will now fund so that and, your and, people can die and would he have done it if there wasn't a fucking video recording it so he could put it on facebook or social media of course not of course not all right now we've got dylan mulvaney are you familiar with dylan mulvaney I think so. The name sounds unbelievably. I'm I'm very familiar with Dylan McDermott, who's one of my favorite Thanksgiving movies, Home for the Holidays. Everybody, you mm. should watch it. It's fantastic. Not familiar. Hilarious. With this oh, it's so good, dude. It's a, it's a fucking '90s classic. It's got uh, Iron Man in it. It's got Dylan McDermott in it. It's got uh, that chick that talks out of the side of her mouth. That's kind of hot, but kind of not hot. Like you want to banger, but then you're like, are you handicapped? I ate so many Thanksgiving sandwiches this week. Can I tell you my Thanksgiving sandwich recipe? Yeah. Oh my God. So first is you need, uh, every once in a while I'm at the grocery store and where they have rotisserie chickens, they'll have like a full Turkey breast. And so I Mm. buy that every time if they've got it, I'm buying that maybe it's six or $7. Then I go to the next aisle and I get myself the, uh, jellied cranberry sauce. Then you can go with whatever kind of bread you like, but I like a pumpernickel bread or a pumpernickel rye, oh, but ideally pump, a good pumpernickel awesome. bread. All right. Now, here's what you do. You, you still with me so far? You got to toast that pumpernickel bread. I don't want any non-toasted pumpernickel bread. That's got to be nice and toasted. Then you take your turkey and I'm an animal with it because I'm a single man and I don't even sit down when I eat. I don't even have I a don't, I don't know how somebody hasn't locked this down. So I, I will just reach into that bird and I'll take off like the whole breast and then I just like kind of shred it up with yeah, my hands. Shred it up. I put it into a pan and I just spray it with some olive oil and you get it just hot and like a little bit crispy. Then I take my pumpernickel bread and I get this uh, habanero uh, crispy like olive oil thing from Trader Joe's and I spread mm-hmm. that. I spread that as like a base layer. 
And then you want to throw down your cranberry sauce. And I throw down a fair amount of that cranberry sauce. And then you just pick up your, your turkey, throw it in there, smush that down, cut it in half. Oh, my God. That, that shit is world class. That Sweet and spicy turkey sandwich on a come on, come over anytime, buddy. You want to come over for a sleepover party? I'll make you turkey sandwiches. Robbie, I will. When I visit my sister in New York <laughs> next time. Well, you live in fucking Connecticut, though. I yeah. Yeah. Drag yeah. Myself to Connecticut. Holly Hunter. Uh, Holly Hunter. That's the actress ooh. in. Wait, who's Holly Hunter? She sounds hot. I feel like I know her. Okay, you would know. She she's she's she checked to talk to the side of her mouth. It's uh, and she literally talks out the side of her mouth. It's it's ridiculous. Google Holly Hunter real quick. She's like she is one of those weird characters, kind of like that Seinfeld where it's like depending on the lighting, hot or not. She has a tight little bod and she's kind of cute, but also kind of like how the fuck did you become a oh she like voiced uh the lady from the incredibles that's uh yeah 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 she's a stretchy girl i would not have expected that here i'll uh pull it up give me one second oh wait i gotta stop this screen in order to, to do a new but one hold on but it's hold also on. got uh as i said uh iron man's in it and he's hilarious i don't I can't place this lady from any particular film. She, uh, you know why? Because she's been in so many films. She just looks that, like Eric thin blonde lady. That's not that pretty, but you would bang if she worked in your office. A hundred percent. She, yeah. she would be like the office darling if there was nobody else. And then, and she talks sideways out of her mouth. She's like, okay, she's got low self-esteem. She had a speech impediment growing up. I can get that. Oh, that does help. All right. So let's get into Dylan Mulvaney. Uh, we live in this new world where they really want to uh, convince children that uh, men should be girls. Girls should be men. Slap, oh, you're slap. using his dead name. That's why I didn't realize. What oh, what's what's the what is what is she going by? Uh, Shasta McVagina. I believe. Oh, is that really what it is? No, no. I, I Shasta Vagina. Shasta Vagina. That's a great name. Fuck, should I write Shasta Vagina? <laughs> I write that down. Shasta Vagina. I feel like you would need um uh like uh black ladies' braids. Like uh would... like the uh Jamaican when like women go down to like the beach and they get oh, like, yeah, braided yeah. in that style. That that would be yeah. the hairdo that you would need. Like in perfect ten, uh what's her face had him? You know this has nothing to do with anything. And okay. uh, this is how you, this is how you know I'm drunk. I I read an article about and at times it's really with Dave Chappelle hosting SNL. I read an article about how Gen Zers are spending like shit tons of money on dating, like un, they're, like they're going into debt dating because none of them ever get into serious relationships, and uh, it just reminded me of like Eddie Murphy when he was buckwheat. Remember that on SNL? Oh, because dudes are going on so many dates. Uh, and never, yeah, but the, the dates never become less expensive unless I guess you get over the hump and you actually, uh, start splitting it with the lady. I think, well, that's the thing. Agreed. But the thing is, I think that now we're in this feminist modal where the ladies are probably paying for half the dates. So like women and men are going bankrupt. Date, and then they said they live together, but even when they live together, the, the intent isn't to actually like get in a relationship. They're like, Let's just see. We can still fuck around and bang people on the side. And they never get married. So just like uh, waste of money. 
This is not an interesting tangent. Moving on. I mean, that sounds like a good lifestyle to me. Where, where are you reading this article? Dude, I, I I don't know. I'll find it. I already told you I'm still pissed off about goddamn Bumble and Tinder and all that shit. Oh, that you missed I got, it. I, literally a weeks. By weeks, <laughs> I found my beautiful, wonderful wife. And by I, weeks. I don't know that you've missed out on all that much. My experience as a single man with access to Timber, Tinder and Bumble is that I do better in the wild and that those apps just uh, erode my self-esteem. Have you gone on uh, twointhesweater.com? No, I, I, haven't, like I haven't tried that one. It, what, oh, what's or, that or one called? Uh, well, there's two of them. There's two in the sweater. There's also sweatyinthesweater.com. Okay. Uh, both for sweater aficionados uh, who want to get down and busy looking for love. It's Cos- Cosbywear.com. Oh, Cosbywear. No, no, no. You don't want to go there. Cosbywear.com is actually uh, about, it's a flatware thing. It's odd. It's spoons that look like Bill Cosby's face. <laughs> All right. So let's check out this lady. She got to sit down uh, with the president and advocate for uh, that. Children should be recognized in their journey. Uh, And I'm just guessing that something in the algorithm must promote this, that it becomes successful. I think that the Chinese so want to ruin our culture that they will uh, pretend like things are very popular that otherwise aren't popular so that Americans will invest their time in things that are really stupid and not worthwhile. Uh, Now, for this lady, I think it's okay if you want to transition to be a lady, but I would just advocate don't transition into the most annoying version of women. And I would, I would, I I actually can't tell if she's kidding in this one. We're going to play it in a second, but I would say she took on the personality of uh, Billy on the street like when he's yelling at people and just went with that like a hundred percent of the time. All right. So here we go. This is, uh, she did a whole series of every day of, uh, her newfound girlhood. And so, uh, those this are not one, birthing hips, by the way. <laughs> uh, if you just got out of Auschwitz, they are, <laughs> uh, all right. So this is day 66 of girlhood. Oh, and today I'm in nature. Trees, I love them. Water, lakes, I love them. Heels, they're my hiking heels. I love them. So this gets you a meeting with the president, huh? Plants, I love them. Love them. It's like he's playing a unicorn. A wild dog show. Love it. Yeah. Just love This literally looks like a comedy sketch. This looks like a fucking uh, a kids of the hall sketch. Yes. This. It looks this, like this. someone is making fun of. People getting Lyme disease. I think I've actually seen this on the kids in the hall. And then he, oh, well, <laughs> he bites shit in his big fucking stupid heels. She, she bites shit. There's a dragon. Oh my God. Never again. Get me out of here. Love ya. Get me out of this country shit. All right. So let's go. Because there's 66 days of girlhood. Well, I guess there was more than that because, you know, it's pretty, uh, pretty full transition. And I figured, you know, we can't hate watch all of these, but we can hate watch some of these. Can I ask you this? How yes. many days into girlhood was she when she met with Biden? Is that all it takes? 66 days? I mean, I could do that. I If I lose a bet, I might have to do this. Also, if this is what she looks like, uh, I guess, 100 82 days into her womanhood. We got to see what this thing looked like at day one. 
Can we, I just want to see more heels on grass. Wait, go go to the right one. Yeah, let's watch. Let's watch this one, and then, right, and then the one directly to the right of that. Lady Gaga's in my comments. Oh my god, I don't know what to do with my body or my mouth. Oh! Hi, are you there, Gaga? It's me, Dylan. And oh, Gaga, do you think I need to start wearing a bra? I think it might be time. Ah! Oh, Lady Gaga, it is this not. This is a lot of things time. mentally for me. Yeah, you can have a hundred people in your comments, but if one of them's Lady Gaga, well, you're, you're doing pretty good, okay? Oh my God, this is the best day ever. And it, I think we should all take this as a good omen. Right, let's all go buy lottery tickets. Oh, oh my God, okay, okay, okay. I have questions. Has she seen Days of Girlhood? You know, is, what's, hello? Okay, okay, love you, okay. Hello, is it boobs you're looking for? Because they're not there anyway. Uh, congratulations to being the uh, uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, by the way, uh, Richie. Uh, that was I mean, fucking how much how much more of this are are we at the peak of this that you and I are observing this right now? Or is this still like the introductory level because China's pushing it on views? Uh, they're sitting down with the president. And so more people are going to be like, oh, if I can become the most annoying thing on the Internet, I might be famous and make money, too. People might look at this and go, I can push being annoying even further. You know what I mean? Like the way that like racers get faster yes. every year, someone breaks the five minute mile and then all of a sudden everyone can break the five minute mile. It's like this is a new pinnacle in being an annoying individual. Yeah. So are we at the peak where people like, you know, like grunge, you know, it was for the 90s and then everyone moved on from it. And I wish we still had it. But like sometimes things just peak and you kind of move on. So are we peaking or are we still at like level one really annoying people on the Internet? Like we don't even know what's going to be coming five or six, seven years from now. I think I number one, I do. I think we're at peak acceptance of this insanity like uh, okay. i think we're at the at the height of where people will support it like i can't believe anybody would are people inspired by this like i just it's so cliche as you said it's a comedy sketch it's so fucking cliche and over the top it's hilarious but i think people have hit the the top and the next generation are just over it like this is ridiculous you look like an asshole you're a clown i think we're on the way down but that being said everything as you know when you hit the peak always has the most extreme people chasing that peak come within a year. So you're going to see people that are so much worse than this. The copycats. Into, yeah, the copycats. Because well, this is already a copycat of something. I don't even know. You know, it, it, it's interesting because you're sitting down and I guess white you're chicks. coming up with a... It's almost like they're all doing that bad white chicks movie yeah. where they were playing the white chicks. Yes. And now everyone's almost playing that personality. So they are literally doing blackface <laughs> in reverse, in right. reverse, these fucking racists. It gets complicated. All right, let's pick. Wait, uh, go, go one to the right. Hold on. I just have to see. Does she fall over again? The, the one next to the one you had. Played, well, this looks like she's walking the runway. No, no. There's one. See, I can't click on it. There's one where it looks like she's falling over. Maybe she's doing a cartwheel. I'd have to see the. the cart- oh, here? This one? I want to see if her balls pop out. Yeah. Want to walk- okay. What's this? One? Oh, you, uh, oh my god <laughs> dude if you guys are just listening you have to treat yourselves and, and watch this feed 
I'd be so pissed. Just rolled into the street and got hit by a car. <laughs> this is the least, by the way, the least athletic person that's ever lived. And yeah, again, falling like, over the heels. It seems like she's making a joke out of it being bad, which is what kind of gets a little bit confusing. Yeah, I that's um, what, I agree. That's what's confusing. it's supposed to be inspiring, right? Like I'm a I'm a man. It's a, a problem like owning it, and it's just her oh, here, wait, wait, falling here, over and biting shit all the time. Here she's getting bikini ready. Oh, God. Just when you thought Hot Girl Summer was over, you thought wrong. Today I'm wearing a new bikini to the beach, and I'm going to bring you with me. But first, I'm going to shave everything. It's little tit dude fall. Cape cream. <laughs> oh, babe. It feels rich. <laughs> Don't mind me just shaving my arms Look, on TikTok. Man, Carry on. Take down those eyebrows. I'm a girl who gets facial hair and Seriously. that is absolutely okay. So wide. But I have to shave my face every day. So I'm using the EOS sensitive shave cream to protect I, my uh, skin. I love, I love it. How much did EOS pay for In this. three, two, one. I'm feeling silky smooth and confident. The way love ya. that... Just Shim Runs is in itself a parody. Like, who moves like that? What human being moves? It's like a man, literally, a man impersonating a woman trying to be funny. It's going to be amazing. Remember, there, like, years and years ago, there was this thing that, like, people didn't know if it was real or fake. It was, like, the first big viral movie moment. But it was a chick on social media pretending that she was, uh, I don't know, in trouble, right? Never got into it. They're like, what the hell is going on with this girl? It would be the best fucking reveal ever if this guy was just oh trolling this whole time, trolling the like, whole he's time. Like the king, he's like he's like the founder of fucking 4chan, trolling the oh shit out of this. wow, that how would be something. amazing because this made is it, so ridiculous. There's no made it, way this made person. it all the way to Biden. Well, he's got more Good facial morning, hair. One Dylan here. I'm in my canopy bed. And I woke up this morning feeling like a very sick Victorian child in an old hospital bed. I coughed up blood and I pretended it was my period. And it was the (laughs) best morning of my life. All right. (laughs) And I'm canceled. Well, edit that out. (laughs) We're done. Should we watch one more? Back when you go chasing waterfalls. Please stick to the rivers and the streams that you're used to. All right, I found enough. Why do you need a microphone? I, I I don't know. I I one more, I'm, one more, one more. Sorry, all right, you, one you more. pick it. You pick it. Okay, I'll scroll down. Scroll you down. tell me. You tell me when to stop. No, no, down. Other way. Other you want way. me to go, go down? Down, down. Keep going down, down. There's one where he looks like uh, a creepy uh, serial murderer. On the right hand side, is he dressed as a Mormon? She dresses a Mormon. Next to the one right here. Oh my God, there's there's one in a pool too, which is. You want to okay, watch this one. one? I gotta see that one. I'm gonna be honest. Male, he's a guy now. What happened to his hair? He's a guy. This male or male or female. I hate whatever this person is. I hate their soul. They could transition to any form of human being, and I will just still hate whatever their essence is. Agreed. Okay. Poisons, poison souls. But dude, he okay. So he spent all this time. Is it? Is this the epic troll? Is this the end of the troll? No, no, we're going His backwards. Hair's short. No, we we just went backwards to oh. the beginning before he transitioned. Oh, son of a bitch! I thought this was the end. 
No, we 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 just pressed rewind on his journey. All right, now we got to come down from uh, from YouTube's. We're gonna watch a single scene from Gutsy, and then we're gonna close it out because I watched the last two episodes today to try and find good moments, and there weren't even moments that were worth parroting. So is that a black woman in blackface? Um, well, you're gonna see in a moment. Just <laughs> don't don't you wait. I mean, you want to take a couple more guesses to see what you think it, okay. it might be. Okay, is that it? number one guess? It's a black woman in blackface. Number okay, two, number two guess. It is a uh, a mannequin at a uh, wig shop. It's Third the Cobra ge- Commander. That was the right answer. Oh, Cobra Commander! All right, Cobra! All right, <laughs> All right let me come down from YouTube before I do one more time. Uh, come out. Uh, I'm in New Orleans this Friday night. Rented a dance studio. Uh, cause that's the only place I can tell my trans jokes. So if you want to come see my trans jokes live, New Orleans this Friday, uh, limited tickets, only 30 tickets. All right. Let me, and uh, also subscribe to the lions of Liberty podcast. All right. We're coming down from YouTube. Number one, coming down from YouTube. Number one, number we're banned two. Again. Lions Liberty's banned again. Oh, really? <laughs> You've heard medical misinformation on a Shane Hazel episode from, I don't know, three months ago. I don't even fucking know. Yeah, I don't even. I think they literally put it because Shane Hazel was running. Oh, that makes sense. I swear to God. Is it coincidence? A random episode months old for medical information about Shane Hazel? Why? That makes sense. I I think sometimes the algorithm just catches when things are becoming popular and that that's when they'll. So I think you're right that they looked and they're like, we got to get Shane Hazel off of YouTube. Um, all right. So this is a random scene from episode seven from Gutsy. Uh, if you watch this and realize this show is so good, I have to watch all of it. You can go to Apple TV and watch uh, countless scenes where the Clintons laugh at their own jokes and try and understand how actual human beings work. I think that's the best I can do uh, to describe what this show is. So in this particular episode, they uh, uh, they decide to travel around Arkansas and pretend like uh, Chelsea was actually birthed there. Uh, we all know that she was imported from some sort of a laboratory uh, as, an, as an adult. And then they had to like create a backstory. So they actually drive around town and pretend like they had human moments at locations we know that they've never been to. Uh, so here is they're meeting up with the. I uh, I don't quite understand. Sorry, I had I had to I had to share this just because you brought up Chelsea Clinton. There's Hillary as a there's Hillary as a child. <laughs> <laughs> Why is her brain so big? That's like it's like they merged two heads together. That's like Fetterman's neck is her brain. All right, sorry, good. So uh, before we play this, um, what was I in the middle of saying? Oh, yeah, yeah. So I don't quite get the uh, it seems to me like maybe the drag drag queens are the healthier version. Maybe this is the most bigoted way to describe this of trans people where it's like they can just do it for the weekend and get it out of their system. Mm. It seems like that's kind of what the what the drag queens are. And I don't quite I mean, get why the drag stuff's being so celebrated. Well, uh, the drag stuff, I i mean, here's the thing. So I had a conversation with uh, my gay cousin about the drag stuff. And because uh, his husband used to like dress up a little bit. Drag was like this interesting thing, right? Back in the day, especially like, especially in black communities, actually, it was an interesting thing. You could get out there if you were gay. It's like flaunt your stuff. You're not 
you're not a chick. You know you're not a chick, but it's the fun of it, right? It's 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 like you are mo- like not mocking, but developing a character to have a good time. Okay, that was like the intent of the drag show. It was never to convince anybody you were a chick. It was to have a fucking good time. So I understand celebrating drag culture, but I don't think that. Now I think it's under attack because the trans movement is like, well, now you're just making fun of trans people. It's like drag was around way before trans was around. Way the fuck before trans was around. Drag was around and drag shows. So step off. So you're saying drag shows are a good time because you're actually gay. So you like going to those. If, if, well, and you're ready to children, defend them. For adults. Right. I think, I think drag shows are a good time, honestly. For anybody, if you've been okay. to a drag show, they're a fucking fun time, man. But Give me the pitch. I've never, been, I've, I've never been. Oh, dude. Well, it's it's literally it's just like every drag show, except if they're held at a children at a, a library for children by psychopaths, is at, at a bar. Everybody's drunk as fuck. People have characters. It's like it's literally like watching somebody go on stage and act out like an anime character or like a, a stand-up routine. Honest, honestly, they develop routines. Like they have a character. They have lines that they deliver, like a stand-up would. They have or they have like moves, signature moves, and shit. It's like it's like watching. Think of this. It's like stand-up comedy meets WWF. Okay, right. That's the way I could describe it to like the lay person, except super gay. <laughs> All right. It's fun as fuck, dude. I'm telling you, it's fun as fuck. If you're like, I'm secure in my sexuality, it's fun to go to them and just watch and enjoy and get hammered and watch them perform because it's a performance. It's a show. It's fun as it's fun as hell, man. It's just it's not for kids. It's fun for adults. Who are drunk and questioning their sexuality. All right, let's uh, give this or a watch. I just want to see people act crazy. <laughs> so you're 16, you watch the show, you're like, I could do that. Right. I can do drag. And I was telling people that I was doing it, um, like in, like my friends. And they were like, so are you going to go to prom and drag? And I was like, you're like, can I? Can I do that? Can I go to prom and drag? And I was like, you know what? You I could. Go. I shouldn't. But I could. By myself, the assistant principal was like, who Did is you that? bang him? The student before. Oh. And Mr. Lynn was like, that's Reggie. You didn't know he's coming to drag. Come on in, Reggie. And if anyone says anything to you, you let me know. Oh, boy. And I did not see that coming. And I was like, let's go. Isn't it interesting, though, because you fear for your child. What the fuck? Pause it real quick. Different. Yes. But what if- the fuck well, is up she's, with Hillary Clinton's hair? Um, She's <laughs> uh, going from this to playing a... Uh, Velociraptor in a Jurassic Park movie. So, <laughs> you know, she just had her makeup done once for the day uh, so Dude. that it could be a smooth transition to being an animatronic uh, Velociraptor at like a Disney ride. Did did Elvis, did the man who styled Elvis's hair when he died in the toilet uh, come in to do Hillary Clinton's hair for this episode? Yeah, it looks like the- you could plop the wig right off and throw it onto like <laughs> a young Elvis impersonator who doesn't know it's supposed to be black hair. I hope when she's done talking to this black uh, drag queen, she's like, oh, thank you. (laughs) Thank you very much. Your child is different and not allowed to be who that child is meant to be. Right. It's almost worse. I do want to say the mom also looks like a super lesbian. Oh, it looks like uh, that that dude who used to be on uh, America's Got Talent or American Idol, Ruben Stubbard, or who was the Uh, black guy? 
You know, yeah, who, yeah. Was, who was the black guy who was like the, the producer? He used to always be like, yeah, dog. Yeah, like, dog. Oh, that fuck. guy. It's totally him as a woman. Uh, yeah. You're, you're pitchy. You're pitchy, dog. Yeah. All right. Uh, it's also, it might be Herschel Walker. <laughs> Realize, well, the greatest gift I can hope my child receives is to be who that child is meant to be. And that's Absolutely. what happened in your journey. Yeah. Drac, help me. All right. I just wanted to, that was the one moment I wanted to highlight because uh, Hillary's obviously old school Democrat, but is trying to get with the times. And I thought that this was such a weird spin on drag and transgender that it's up to parents to help kids be who they are supposed to be. But there's something about like, well, you don't know what they're going to be in the future. So if you're embracing as a kid, the decisions that they're making, they might not get to be the person that they were supposed to be because mm. you interrupted that process. But you see what I'm saying? Like it assumes the ending as that helping them on their journey as an adult means whatever idea your kid has youthful, you should embrace that because that's going to help them be who they're supposed to be. Well, I mean, at least this, this person was in high school, right? That's the right. good news. At least they were in high school. And again, drag's not the same as trans. And I wonder if Hillary Clinton's like, I'm not getting close to one of them weird uh, dick manglers. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, give me by a the drag way, queen. In the next episode, and I was fishing for bad moments. <laughs> they had a segment and it was actually a nice moment. So I was like, well, I can't make fun of it. But there was this lady who was taking in uh, transgendered homeless people, but like 17, 18, 19 year olds, because someone had done them that favor and was seemingly helping these individuals get into school and progress. But I, I don't. You know, it wasn't funny, so I didn't really watch it. <laughs> I would put a hundred dollars down yes. that five years from now a story is gonna come out uh about a predator that took in transgender youth, then molested the shit out of them. So like the church. Not a joke. They I did like a, they did like a church thing. Dude, I swear to God, it happens. Uh, that's what happens. But that's a sweet moment. Good for them. Um this shit again, like you're saying, the mom. Okay, fine. The kids, the kids gonna be the kid. Fine. You want to endorse that? Support it. I'm, I'm for that. Support it. But like you said, don't force it. Right. Like I think that's what parents now they, they, they like force the kid into what they think that kid is thinking. Right. It's not like let's wait and see anymore. It's like oh, you're playing with a doll. Well, clearly you're transgender. Let's transition you. And they like force that on you. And then they tell their friends, like, I got a trans kid. Charlize like, Theron. You got to see the wiener on my toddler. We just <laughs> got this thing. My kids, my kids get a vag, but I, uh, I played with a dick on her and we'll see how it works out. <laughs> all right. That's all we got for this week. Uh, the next hate watch that I'd like to do is um, I'm hoping to do another end of year recap. And I'd like to get into this uh black israelite thing a little bit and so i i want to do a hate watch of the kylie irving doc but that thing's like 35 bucks so i think we're probably gonna get in trouble if we stream it for free so mm. we'll probably have to pay wall and do that somewhere but we'll figure that out um i'm i would love to do it i'm down with it by the way robbie i don't know yes forest forest mommy was in the chat forest mommy you still here i was talking about uh on lines of liberty we did the uh thanksgiving bukkake show 
And for years, it was a tradition <laughs> okay. with Johnny Rocket. But Johnny okay. Rocket, I think, is married 17 times and uh, maybe dead. Okay. Hopefully not. But I'd love it if you feel like coming on. How me, does the how does the Bukaki show work? Oh, you know, it's it's uh, you know, we sit down. It's like a Thanksgiving dinner. Okay. Uh, except uh, you know, with a lot of Bukaki jokes, and then we just talk shit. I don't have to that. get any uh, of other people's come on me, do I? No, no, no. I mean, you can uh, you can dish it out. Just pay, make sure you buy one of those nice bowls, though. You know, like those gravy bowls. And then we fill it with cum. Yeah. Is this your first bukkake? Oh, I'm wondering how this works. I've never done a Thanksgiving bukkake episode on the Lions of Liberty uh, podcast. So, well, you are in for a treat. And okay. Forest Mommy said she's in. So, all right, it'll be me, you, Forest Mommy, and maybe I'll see if another. I may, I might invite uh, a couple of the guys from the uh, Punk Rock Libertarians on. They're fun. Okay. If if you're doing gay shit, Clint's always good for gay shit. That's what Forest Mommy's for. Oh, Clint's indication? Shit. Yeah, yeah. No. For if, if it's if gonna I had be known something, that, Rena would have been a different experience. If it's yeah, if we're gonna be doing some gay shit, I feel like Clint's <laughs> the uh Clint's the like he's the resident liberty gay guy. So if we're yeah. gonna be doing gay stuff, we should probably include Clint. All right. Sounds good. I'll I'll, I'll send him a uh signal. So when are we uh gonna be bukaking and stuffing some turkeys? I will. We got to figure out a date. We'll live stream it. And uh, let me see. So today's the 13th. Thanksgiving is on the 24th, which I said to my wife, I was like, Thanksgiving's early this year. And she's like, no, it's not. It's always on the, I guess it's the fourth Thursday. And I'm like, well, you know what? Sometimes it's on the 28th. Idiot. Am I wrong or is she wrong? I I don't want to get it. I'll take your back on this one. That fucking cunt. (laughs) Unbelievable! Mm. In my backhand. Four so, whole anyway, days. <laughs> let's try to let's try to record it. Maybe like the twenty second. We'll uh, we'll do like a live stream. Does that work? And so, am I supposed to be saving up my sperm by not jerking off beforehand, or am I supposed to be trying to fill up this bowl before the episode begins? Dude, you know we are going to have a sperm race. If you've been saving up your cum and your boys haven't been training, you're going to lose. Yeah, I think you want uh, you want like a fresh. You want you want. Like you don't want to, you, you want to taper off. You want to be coming regularly so that you got like fresh in your body's manufacturing. But in the couple yeah. days beforehand, you want to taper off. Right. So they're just like, punt, they're like, they're like right up at the tip of your cock. They're like, yeah, let's go, bitch. But let's fucking go. Like that's for, up against it. That's for the cum race that we'll be doing as part of porch tour. I'm trying to get the logistics the Thanksgiving settled for the Thanksgiving bukkake. So am I supposed to be coming with like, a really full ball bag, or am I supposed to be trying to fill up the gravy bowl with cum before we tape? You know, here's what you do. Take half the cranberry, you like the jelly cranberry sauce, take half the can out and just come in the top half. And, uh, that's a lot of cum. Is it filling up a half a fucking can? That's got to take me. I don't know. That's got to take a a, a two weeks, two weeks. (laughs) I'll say you have two weeks, man. <laughs> okay, so a half a cum, a half a can of cum yeah. for the episode. Okay. Have you ever made a cheesecake? Every cheesecake you've ever made has half has a can of half cum. Half a can of cum in it. That makes it's sense. the first part of the recipe, dude. I don't know. Okay. Am I the only baker here? There you go. All right. Uh everyone be on the lookout for the half a can of cum Thanksgiving party uh with Brian and Forrest, mommy, and possibly Clint if his uh Asshole isn't worn out from whatever previous orgy he had uh, taken part in that week. 
Uh, and other than that, I'm going to be in uh, the, the New Orleans and then Kansas City, Omaha, Nebraska, Arizona, Tucson, Phoenix. And that's about it for this year. Too bad you couldn't make it out for the Tucson show. Hey, man, hit me up. If you're going to be back in uh, in Phoenix or uh, Scottsdale and that shit, man, I might be able to make it back out. All right. Later. Bye.